This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the Miniatures Gaming Podcast. So do you have your drink trifecta prepared for this one? I don't know. I think, I think we need to be no, ready I, for this. We're going to wear sometimes our, wear I our do have. Down. Sometimes I do have a decaf coffee as well. Yep. But uh, I already finished my Coke, so I just have one left. So maybe I did have a trifecta, but I only have one left. So you don't even have water? You're just going straight booze this whole podcast? You don't need water. <laughs> it's only an hour or something like that. Uh-huh. Hour and a half. We'll see. We'll see how long this topic goes. Yeah, I don't know. I think we talk a lot on these. I think we've talked before. It's important to have a drink trifecta. Just, you know, you don't want the same thing over and over. But you, you kind of want water just to be like, okay, I don't it's actually healthy. need a flavor. I don't know if you know or me, I want, but... I'm yeah, healthy. If anyone's watching this, you're just drinking like straight booze on the rocks. I know. <laughs> it's on the rocks. That's the water. So I do have water. It'll be watered by the end. Excellent. By the end yeah, of this podcast, I'll have some water got to my drink. Caffeine. That's that's not a bad option. I just to be healthy, I just have straight up monster energy drink in my oh hand. Oh my god. <laughs> just so everyone knows, I don't know if that's actually healthy. This is late at night, so I don't know if having that much caffeine at night is more healthy than alcohol. Oh. So what do you think? Some, nope, that's the water glass. And then after that, because, you know, you, you don't want to be like the binary. You want like variety. Like, okay, I want flavor. Yeah. But if I want flavor, I don't. I want to be able to choose between flavors. And that's why yeah. I think we've discussed before. It's important to have a drink trifecta so you can cleanse your mouth with water. And then you have choices of your flavoring. So the other drink is just more caffeine and tea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if we, t- if we go together, we have the trifecta. Hmm. See, we of did all we the met. different substances. Yes. All right. It is, it is better to have your uppers and downers, but you know, I don't feel like downers at <laughs> this moment. That's note, right? That's what okay. I'm doing. I, I just had a, a, a Coke Zero before, mm-hmm. so now I'm on to the alcohol to help balance me out, so all I can right. still go to bed. So, on the note of taking downers, what is our topic for today? <laughs> So we have uh, talked a lot about Frostgrave, which is one of our favorite games. So we thought we'd switch it up this time and talk some about Infinity, the miniatures game, one of our other favorites. Now, just Mm -hmm. uh, to set our um, uh, understanding of of our um, relationship with this game, we play Infinity every Monday night, at least, basically. So we we have a weekly Infinity game. Uh, of uh, at, at yeah, we get together. We play. Uh, normally, we play just ITS missions, right, with 300 points. Yep. But recently, uh, we t- had a stint where we played uh, a different version of Infinity. Yeah, because they created a different version of Infinity, which would be the Infinity reinforcements. So they. They came up with Infinity Reinforcements, sort of a lot of the announcements were around Adepticon 2023. Like, the rules weren't out at that yeah. point, but there was there's a few announcements before Adepticon. But Adepticon, they gave some, like, excuse me, and then a bit afterwards in their studio update videos, mm-hmm. talking about how, oh, there's these new rules, and it's going to create a new meta. And it's not, that yeah. wasn't just Bostria, just like, saying things because sometimes he says things it was it was <laughs> he in does video. Say things, yeah. it was in in like their presentation yeah. video so it wasn't just yeah. him saying things like clearly back 
beginning of 2023, they were thinking, okay, these are new rules, and it's going to be able to create a new meta. That's that's how yeah. they were probably that's how they were conceiving it and trying to yeah. sell it to people. Whether it's that now, I guess we'll get into that. Where we yes. are now, early in January 2024, they just put out a bit of an update to that, which mm-hmm. basically, oh, we can get into what it did, but the original incarnation of it is Yeah, we've got to describe the original first yeah. so that we can how understand. Does, how does this OG... Yeah. Well, we don't want to talk about it too much because hopefully, you know, it becomes irrelevant, but <laughs> it is relevant currently. Spoilers! Hopefully mm-hmm. it becomes irrelevant. <laughs> Uh, no bias. Yeah, what? yeah. So yeah. I think the first thing is 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 like you said, it was re- they, they they teased it in Adepticon. They yeah. they launched it during Gen Con. There was a whole bunch of different stuff. They released a whole bunch of new models for every single main faction. And the so this is not just a rules push. Yep. This was a miniatures and games push. And this was basically their releases, the majority of their new releases for the past six or eight months. Were yeah, reinforcement stuff. Yeah, because these reinforcement packs they're releasing come with boxes of six miniatures, usually, like the base reinforcement pack. So there's one for every single faction. And the guys in that box are common throughout all the sectorials and the non-sectorials that you play in all those factions. So like everybody in the game is kind of interested in these models. And they come in packs of six, which is basically the same size as you're sort of starting army packs often. No, not the big yeah. army packs, but like when you're starting an army, often they come in boxes of six. So mm-hmm. these are pretty significant releases for them. So For sure. And the rules basically give you guys, which is pretty literally they come in as reinforcements, and it mm-hmm. effectively divides your army into two portions, because normally in Infinite you have an order pool or two order, usually you have two order pools, but oh, you have one or two order pools. And this now creates a separate order pool of guys from the selection of minis in the reinforcements, which are usually a combination of guys who are already like in the army, plus a whole bunch of new ones. Yeah. So the points, as we talked about, well, I don't know what we did talk about, but usually Infinity's played at around 300 points. And mm-hmm. now they, by introducing reinforcements, the game size becomes 350 <clears throat> points. But, yeah, so you can which, see why they're incentivized mm-hmm. to release this. They're like, oh, maybe we can make a version of the game where people will buy 50 more points of guys and play with 50 more points, which is what, like uh, one-sixth more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've Pretty seen that in other games where the games keep increasing their sizes because yeah. it helps them sell miniatures. And yep. I'm like, okay, this isn't the worst idea because not all the miniatures are on the board at the start of the game. So yeah. maybe it won't take longer to play the game. So maybe this is this is yeah. an okay approach to increase the number of miniatures you have to own to play the game. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't damage the game that way. And so in their PDF package, which they've put out for these rules, it's currently mm-hmm. they don't declare this. They say it's still a work in progress right now. Mm-hmm. They haven't declared it as a final thing. But really? rec- uh, when they put it out, they said it was. Mm, still in sort of a trial <laughs> period and it hasn't changed very okay. much at this point so they're okay, still referring sure. to it they've changed how they refer to it but when they put it out that's how it was presented sure and the recommended size they like we said they say it's the recommended game size is 350 
which gets divided into 250 points for the guys that show up at the beginning, and then 100 points, up to 100 points, obviously you don't have to take exactly, that show up later. And As that later, reinforcements, hence yes. the name. Mm-hmm. And, you and these reinforcements have to be the models from these new boxes. So this is definitely, you look at them. They don't have to be, but a lot oh, of the good ones are. They're good. You could proxy but them. Like, and a lot yeah. of good choices are the new stuff they put out. There, yeah. you, there's some old stuff mixed in with your options, so you don't necessarily for, for have to buy them. For stuff they sell, I don't even necessarily know that's true. Like, I, I know there are certain models that you could bring in. Yep. But oh no, the, there is some. There is some that is older. But a lot of the the stuff that you could technically use mm-hmm. uh, in these reinforcement groups are not sold right currently. Yeah, that's quite true. Yep. So. Yep. Depending, depend varies faction to faction, but overall, that's that's the case. Yep. So. It also divides up your SWC, which is like your special weapons values Mm -hmm. so for that 350 you get five swc to spend on your main group and two to spend on the other group so you know you you can't that gets divided as well other parts of the rules you basically have to take 100 points in losses not necessarily guys that are off the board but guys that are combination of off the board or unconscious so yep no no, no, it's 100 guys who, who are lost. If they're off the board and haven't come on yet, they don't count. Oh, yeah, yeah, off the board in terms of, like, they're dead. Like, yeah. dead off the board. So, yeah. Sorry. I, I, yeah. Because there's there's already guys in the game that can airdrop, yeah. which means they come on afterwards, right? But that's part of your main group. Mm-hmm. People that can airdrop or hidden are not part of your second group, your reinforcements. They're part of your main group. Yeah, they're part of one of your main groups. So yeah. once you've taken at 350 points, that 100 points losses, those guys can come on at the beginning of the second turn or later, or can they actually come yeah. off the beginning of the first turn? Uh, yes. They can come off the beginning of the first turn if for some reason. No, the end, the, the middle of the first, the beginning of your first turn. So if your mm-hmm. enemy kills yep. you so badly on the mm-hmm. first turn that you only have 100 points left, they can come on oh, on your yeah. first turn. And you've lost 100 points. In theory, yeah. you could get them if you have turn two at the top of your, yeah. your turn. Yeah. So, I mean, the initial thought, if you just look at it on the face, it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of an interesting catch-up mechanic, yeah. which you're like, okay, because Infinity should be played around the missions, because mm-hmm. you want it adds into its tactical depth is because you're playing around missions. So, yeah. okay, if your opponent just goes to try and, like, throat punch you, okay, yeah. well, they may have done a lot of damage to your army, but if they did that at the expense of playing the mission, you now got a whole bunch more guys back, and now you're still in the game to play the mission. You still, so, yeah. So, you know, seems okay from that perspective. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you don't kill 100 points mm-hmm. uh, of the enemies, they still always come in on the last turn. That's important to remember as well. Yes, yeah, so you don't feel like you brought the miniatures for nothing. So, you know. Yes. So they will always come in mm-hmm. on, the, on the last turn. And... And yeah, go on. Yeah, so like overall, once you're just looking at that overall picture from the rules basis, okay, you can see as a player, you know, maybe this has some advantages in the game to give a better yeah. gameplay experience. So yeah, overall, the whole idea not seeming so bad yeah. at the at first sight. Yeah, 
when we saw it, like for us, we are very uh, invested Infinity players. Like we said, we play every week, and sometimes we'll play tournaments on Sundays uh, and, and play other other times uh, occasionally. Um, and we've been playing since the beginning, basically, of N3, the previous edition. So it's been a lot of years that we've been playing, and we've been invested in this game. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, we really like Infinity. We have large collections. So the idea, so to me, you know, the, the not there's there's also the okay, so there's the comeback mechanic, which you mentioned before, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, sure, you got killed, you get to get your reinforcements early instead of having to wait for a third turn, and that can help you do the mission, like you said. The other thing is that I think is actually in some ways a bigger deal and is mm-hmm. great, is you're able to play bigger games. So 300 points is a certain size. 350 is a larger size. And if yep. for us, you know, we have the models. We have way more than enough models for 350 points. So the idea of being able to play a 350 points uh, list mm-hmm. uh, on the table is a good one, in my opinion, if you can keep the gameplay snappy right the same speed so you can you mm-hmm. can finish the game quickly right a lot of the issues with larger games of infinity is things can start to get unbalanced because of you know too many guys that the alpha strike becomes too strong yeah. and then also the other issue is uh just the time of having so many models and so many arrows right it can really slow the, down the game but for this thing you actually start with 250 mm-hmm. so you actually started with a smaller army at the first at the beginning of the game and then you're bringing bringing in a hundred once it's replaced so you don't have as many actions going on every turn and you might actually have even less activations for the first and maybe even second turns of this this format while still mm-hmm. being able to play with a larger army which you know it's fun right yeah because in m3 you could take unlimited guys if you had the points for them which could end up with people building some armies that could take a long time to play because they just have have so many orders behind them. But in the current edition, they updated it to cap it at 15 orders for your standard game, which, you know, seemed to be a positive development. It cut down some list building options, but were those list options positive for the game because they might just make some games drag on for too long? No, it probably honestly wasn't worth their existence for, like, the quality of the game play, so... It seemed like yeah. another way to sort of make the gameplay faster, but without just cutting down maybe too much of your list building options. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Well, we have to, honestly, you have to play it a little bit before you really, I think, figure out Understand, whether it's yeah. what its implications are on your list building options. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that's, I guess, is is well, there's a couple more positives. I just wanted to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they also, with this rule, added most, I think most of the guys allow you to run more than the 15 order cap, right? Because technically you're running a 350 point list, so you have an extra 50 points. Yep. Giving you extra space to add extra guys is an interesting choice. So I think it the maximum for certain armies is either 16 or 17. So you can either yep. take 16 or 17 guys, which is a nice, you know, you can fill in that 350 point, that extra 50 points. Yeah, because in order to use the rule, you have to take a guy with the comms link ability, which Mm -hmm. seems unusual when you're like, well, we're all playing with reinforcements, so why do I have to take this guy with comms links? 
which there's probably they probably had reasons for this, which we can just speculate on. But no, no, they said it. They said it. Yep. What it was exactly re- what what you think. Yeah. What do you recall them saying about why they require there to be a comms guy with a comms link ability in this army? <clears throat> Did they officially state this? Yes. Okay, and it was. Many of you have asked the reason why the comms link had such a high cost, considering that all players use reinforcements. It mm-hmm. seems like excessive bal- ballast. Ballast? Ballast. The point is that our initial intention was that both players with reinforcements and players without reinforcements could participate in the reinforcements mod. However, mm-hmm. for this to be possible, some adjustments needed to be made so that rosters with reinforcements would be balanced against those without reinforcements. The testing has highlighted that, with that cost and SWC formula, the win rates of players with reinforcements and those without reinforcements were equal. Hmm. That's the reason. Yeah, so they wanted it, to, like they said, in what I talked about with their videos in early 2023 around Adepticon, they were saying there's a new possible meta. They weren't by creating that rule. So, yeah, yep. it was basically an adjustment that, okay, we really can't give you 350 points. You you have to really have 340 points. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't want to write it that way because it's a weird number. Yep. So, in actuality, they were just using it as a fudge factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's... That's perfectly fine. So they've they've come out and stated that, and they were doing it as a fudge factor that if to allow the two systems to be well, they could still be compatible. They just wanted to use a particular set of numbers, and they had to adjust that, which now brings into question what their intention is, because now without that extra tax, which was about ten points per model, those two systems yeah. are now less compatible. Yes, that's and true. After we go through this whole discussion, we may s- figure out why it doesn't matter that they're not compatible anymore. <laughs> that can be, uh, yes, we'll, uh, we'll have to try. Yes, to there's a bunch the of conclusion. different reasons why they they mentioned the reasons why is because they got feedback and they're like people said why do so so the update that we mentioned before right mm-hmm. was removing most of this tax. I think now the points are like two points or something instead. And no SWC. It used to be, I believe, 0.5 SWC, mm-hmm. and uh, I think eight points or nine nine points. It was nine points, I think, in so almost ten points. Yeah. And and 0.5 SWC, I believe. So mm-hmm. that was the the fudge, like you said, they needed to do to make them balanced. And I think, do you think they were balanced against? This is one thing to to, to speculate on. I mean, do you think they were balancing against 300 point armies or 350 point armies? That's difficult to tell. I think they were balancing against 300. I th- 300. So go on. Yeah. I think they're balancing against 300 because yeah. your lack of power on the board at the beginning means yeah. you should be playing a smaller army because alpha striking in the game is huge. The other thing yeah. we didn't necessarily mention that's probably worth mentioning is that when some profiles would exist, that you could bring them on the table as part of your regular order pools. And then there'd be duplicates of them in the reinforcements. Because, oh, what's actually really important to mention is the reinforcements appear up to the midline. They effectively have mm-hmm. the infiltration skill. Yeah. But but because they come in later... Hidden and infiltration. Yeah. Not just hidden. You don't have to choose... With hidden deployment troops, 
you have to figure out where they're coming in at the beginning of the game and record it. These uh-huh. guys, you put them down when you need them. You don't have to choose beforehand. You don't. Have, they come in around a drop pod marker that's sort of just a large marker, and you can put them anywhere within eight of that mm-hmm. with fairly few restrictions other than you can't put them like inside of a closed-off building, basically. Yeah. So they effectively all have the infiltration... Well, they effectively all have the hidden deployments and infiltration skills on them. You could say airdrop. It's like yeah. airdrop. Mm-hmm. And but without infil- being able to fail. Airdrop, so, you could yeah, not miss. It's airdrop. like, basically, when you deploy them, you, mm-hmm. you're actually just deploying them up to, like you said, up to, to halfway across the board. So it's like they all have airdrop, but only can go halfway across the board. But... Airdrop plus don't 10. Get, <laughs> they don't, can't fail mm-hmm. right when they drop because they, they just placed. And yeah. importantly, you can't ARO them when they appear because they're yeah. actually being deployed. Which is different than how... which Because deployment, you don't ARO against deployments. You ARO, mm-hmm. though, against guys appearing during the game. We can get back yeah, to that part. Using orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because so, they're not spending an order, you can't ARO them. Yeah, so those skills in the game are usually worth quite a few points to uh-huh. appear up the board. But the guys in the reinforcements pool came usually in at about the same cost or possibly less than the ones you get at the beginning of the game. Yep. So, But the balance mm-hmm. is that you can't use them mm-hmm. for the first turn, usually possibly, for the first turn, or, or possibly, possibly the, the first turn. two turns. Yeah, like if your opponent decides to go for the mission and not touch your army then you may be missing those guys until the third turn. So, yep. so yes. So, all right. So do we want to... Now, let's talk about our experiences. So we went over that. We talked about things that, you know, we liked mm-hmm. when we were thinking about the game, right? Yep. Let's, let's go through our experience. So we ended up, when it released, playing a bunch of games in our uh, in our store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously the first thing you're doing when you get this option opened up to you is list building. Super so, fun. Yep. List building is always well, fun, list, usually. List building is a very fun part of Infinity, because like, you have so many different things you could do to create lists. Mm-hmm. Like you're Usually I find it best to have a mission in mind and then build towards that. It's kind of like solving a puzzle. Of like, okay, here's all the pieces I need for this. What's my strategy off the top going to be? What's my plan B going to be? Do I have my long-range pieces? Do I have my specialists? It's like a puzzle yeah. you have to solve around the mission, and then you bring it to the board and try and see how well your solution works against your opponent's army. So list building, sure. very cool in Infinity. When I got to building the reinforcements portion of list, where in the standard game you've got 100 points to build with, mm-hmm. I did not find that had the same level of fun and create like creative control as normal Infinity list building. Which you're like, you have a hundred points, you know, you can work with that, right? But yep. when it comes down to it, a lot of these guys' points, they don't have very many low cost, low point cost guys, like say your nine pointers or your flashball seven point bots, where you could take a bunch of low cost things and then decide to go for yep. a bunch of really cool hit pieces. The, mm. the minimum level is usually quite a bit higher for your troops. I think it's like 13. Yeah. Not, not everybody has oh, those. Thir- 13 to 15, yeah. Yeah, like that. those are your cheaper ones. So your ability to try and like have a big swing 
in the type of guys you have is very it's pretty minimized compared to your regular list building. Yep. Also, you definitely find you want at least four or five guys because with your other order pools, you can shift guys in between. Whereas with reinforcements, when they come in, you can shift your columns link guy into there to get you another order. But because these guys are in a good position on the board, you're going to want to be spending the orders on them, and they're going to have lots to do. So you want to hit four or five orders in order for those guys that just came on to be effective. So yep. that's just another restraint going into what you're doing with these with your points. Mm-hmm. And just realistically, like when you build an affinity army, you want to have a bunch of different like tools going on on the board. And when you bring your reinforcements on, like they're up the board, there's some certain tools I found that when I build one of these things to be effective, you want like certain tools to appear on the board so you can answer whatever situation your opponent brings. So the key tools I found you definitely want to bring are A, a hacker. Because dropping a hacker within eight inches of their sorry HI, their sorry hackers, their tags to take their tags, you're like... I can put a hacker anywhere I need. Yeah. Okay, I have to do that. Like, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to win, or do you want? Yeah. To, do you want to just like give up? Like, no. You you want the hacker to appear yeah. in a versatile position. So, a you're gonna want a hacker, and it's gotta be in that hundred points. Hackers aren't cheap. You're it's gonna cost you something to get that hacker on the board. B, yeah. I find I always wanted some sort of good hit piece because mm-hmm. you're up the board. You're gonna to want to put something on something down of your own that's gonna be able to go head to head with their guy they've tried to position to hold territory. So you're gonna want someone maybe with two wounds, maybe with mimetism, maybe with some plasma on them, just blow the crap out of your opponent. So you need to yep. get your hit piece in there. I found. Yeah. Then after that, if you want to be extra effective, bringing on the forward observer bot, so the sensor flash pulse bot with a repeater. That thing now lets you expand your hacking coverage. Say if they put a nice camo yeah. go on, guy on there, they thought they could kind of hold out when your reinforcements appeared with. Sorry, I pressed the sensor button. You're revealed. Time, yep. time to get spotted and blown up you. by my missile yep. launcher. Like, or if you're yep. hiding a hacker, oh no, you're you're out in the open. Time, yep. time for you to die. So that that extra bot. And it extends your hacking range. Like, oh, I brought a hacker, and but I can only hack this thing on this side of the board. Yeah. Nah, let's put this thing 16 inches away because you can have your drop pod come down. You put your hacker eight inches one way. You put your repeater bot eight inches the other way. Now you got More the whole... 16 because the base is, I think, one and a half, 40 millimeters, so mm-hmm. an inch and a bit. Yep. So now you've just, you've just got your hacking <laughs> network just built right there for free. You didn't have to uh-huh. put down repeaters. You didn't have to yeah, move up the board. Risk, you just No arrows. Yep. They don't just even appear. take an arrow for getting it in position. So I found those yep. three things were essential. And once you subtract those off of 100 points, not much left. And then usually there's some other clear yep. choices of what is a really yep. good profile to have up the board. So I found that my creativity to build that 100 points, I'm just like, well, okay. There's a few obvious things, and then maybe mm-hmm. you sprinkle a little bit to taste. But I found there's just yep. a very big lack of creativity once you sort of yep. – it could be solved almost. And Infinity doesn't, Infinity doesn't netlist, and this felt like, okay, I should just go look for a netlist on this. 
Yeah, I think the other thing is that these the reinforcement pool was really small, right? It, yep. it's it was I, I guess with it was a lot smaller than a normal sectorial. A sectorial is like an, an an armyless group where you can build build mm-hmm. using those units. And the thing is with extra units that go into a uh like options, they're exponential in terms of the difference when you add them, right? Oh. So because there are so few, there were, and like you said, with these restrictions on what you wanted to bring, there really wasn't the room to mix and match as much as right. Because there's just you know not not that many units, and then it gets solved because a lot of these profiles have one or two you know stronger things. And then the other thing is, with like you said, like the minimum point guys being 13 points. Mm-hmm. Like if you oftentimes in a normal list, you might take a 14 order, like a 300 point normal game list. You might take 14 orders, uh, or 14 orders in a war core, so that you can take something stronger, right? Yep. But there's no war core in the this this format. Well, the, in sorry, in the reinforcements, right, to fill in that that those guys, uh, and there's no cheap guys, so that when you have four guys, it's almost it's very, very hard to justify running four guys as opposed to using cheaper guys to run five guys because it's so much stronger for exactly what you're saying before, right? Yeah, so like because there's hit. not enough yeah, movement in terms of spending those points and mm-hmm. guys and orders, it just is very hard to – the choices are, are so much more stark than in the main game, right? And there's so many – it's just hard you hit 90, to – hit 93 points, yeah. and you're like, what do I do once I hit 93 points? Uh, I have to take a guy out and put something entirely different in. You can't just there's no you like. You can actually filler, be like at 88. Yeah. If you're at 88, 12 points mm-hmm. in a normal list. You could you could buff guys, right? I guess technically you can try to buff guys, but if you have if you have everything good for 12 points, you could bit build uh, bring an extra order, right? You could bring you could bring you two irregular. You could bring two irregular guys in, like if you have the space. There's lo- so many things you could yes. do with a leftover 12 points in regular yes. infinity list building. Like there's mind-blowing things you could do with it but yep but if you if you just if it just works out that your four four guys is 88 yeah or someone's, more likely someone's it's like go. 91 or 92 right mm-hmm. you're actually then playing like eight or nine or even 10 points down yeah. right Too from far. your opponent that's a lot of points to be down against mm-hmm. your opponent right yeah. just because you wanted to run something different so because of that, the way that the point spread works with these these things, you you can't fill them out optimally. Well, you can, but there's very few options in terms of optimization that that you want to bring, right? So I know you love these things, but the the reinforcements also allow you certain fire teams. Oh, I see you didn't spit your drink out as soon as I said that word. That's good. You're gonna. You're gonna no, I needed the drink after you said. Mm, that. You knew what was coming. Uh-huh. So they every. There's fire teams for these as well, mm-hmm. which means that basically the biggest bonus I see is the extra burst value given by having a fire team. Because mm-hmm. say once you put your guys on the board from your reinforcements, they're in a very precarious position, and they're going to have to be ready to respond to your opponent attacking them. So either you're going to want to have them in suppressive fire, or you're, if they're in a fire team, at least you get two bursts back when they come at your guys. So mm-hmm. very, and it's just really powerful to have the extra burst on your weapons, possibly six sets. They can things. move. The guys yeah. can all move together. Yeah, exactly. If you have an objective to go for, they're all moving together. 
So I found it was pretty important to have a fire team. Yeah. You didn't have to, but it was a very big advantage to at least have three guys in the fire team. And maybe to if have, there's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Harris suddenly appear in the ideal position yep. in the middle of the board. Yeah. Yeah, so you could move a whole bunch of guys in position to attack them and have a whole bunch of weapons specialists at your disposal, like a doctor in there to bring your guys yep. back moving with them. That that also, you're like, oh, this is powerful on one hand, but on the other hand, it restricts you because if you don't do that, you're handicapping yourself. So I found yep. that further reduced the potential for coming up with just different interesting ideas was the fact yeah. that you really wanted to build around a fire team. So maybe there's some cool profiles, but they got yeah. they got on the chopping block really quickly because of the demand for a fire team that it had. For so. sure. Yeah, it's too specialized in terms of its abilities mm-hmm. and, and, and idea, the ideal optimal thing for there to be much movement. There's like there's more than one for every single tutorial, but there's, there's really not that many, especially compared to normal infinity. Yeah. All right. And so, uh, yeah, so, but literally that is just, honestly, that, that those issues were kind of small in terms of, like, it's annoying, mm-hmm. but it's like, if everything else works, sure, right? Maybe maybe, so, there's but, now, maybe I now have a net list. Here, yeah, okay, I mean, sure. I don't, not sure, big but I that. get to bring cool yeah. models, right? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't mention this before, but another good thing is, like, a lot of the models that go into the reinforcement group are pretty sweet, oh, right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of new models. A lot of people really like those sculpts. Uh, for Hack is Lamb, they basically re-released the core models for uh, Kapu Kalki. This is One like a secret hours. Kapu yeah. Kalki release, right? And I think the same thing for Pano was like a secret... Uh, no, no, no. Was it Pano? Yeah, yeah. Pano was kind of like... Is it Neoterra? Yeah, they got new bolts. Neoterra. Yeah, they got new, new, they got new bolts, mm-hmm. right? So it's a secret uh, Neo-Terra release. And then the Eugene. Nomads one was a not-so-secret uh, Bakunin release. <laughs> it's not secret. Everyone knew it was Bakunin. Like, all, uh, people thought there was going to be Corregidor, Corregidor stuff, but they mm-hmm. didn't put the, the spiders. The spiders should be in Corregidor, but instead yeah. they're Bakunin for some reason. Who knows why? Anyway. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, not-so-secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the... Yeah, anyhow... Who knows if the Koreans that entered Yujang will become their own thing at some point or not, but... Uh, right now, yeah, so so I guess one of the big things with the, the, the latest release is they also put all of these guys into the faction. So whenever you buy reinforcements, you can actually use them in the current tutorial. So that's another thing that was actually very annoying. Uh, I bought the uh, Yujang box, because I also play Yujang, right? There's my two factions, Hack Islam and Yujang. And I could not play any of those miniatures outside of reinforcements which means Mm -hmm. that i just bought these minis that i can't play and i bought them i still bought them because Mm -hmm. i was quite sure eventually they would get placed into a sectorial and i was kind of annoyed that Mm -hmm. i was actually thinking oh it's almost like i'm getting a pre-release models Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Because I'm getting them before I can actually play with them. And if I finish painting them before they can be used, that'd be cool. I have a fully painted one. I, I, spoiler alert, I didn't actually... I haven't even... Oh, I, I clean... No, I haven't even opened the box yet. And now they're playable in White Banner. Yeah, so, I, might, 
I think it's totally a sales thing because before I didn't consider it. I'm like, uh, I'm only using so yeah. many of these guys because my list is so restricted that I don't feel yeah. like I'm being taking, picking and choosing from all these six guys. I really just want two of them. So um, even if I'm playing in reinforcements, like maybe I'll just proxy something. So I'm sure their sales yeah. couldn't have been good from that perspective because those boxes are actually quite expensive relative yes. to their other releases. Surprisingly expensive. Yeah. The really yeah. the models are excellent. It's not like I don't think it's a bad deal the price they have per model. Mm. It's not the best. It's not it a good deal as far as they go, but a way worse deal mm-hmm. than they had just three years ago. Yeah. So the like- Eugene box was six guys. Mm-hmm. It was ninety something Canadian, yep. and in the old, like the old, and, and like you said, this is the equivalent of the old starters starter boxes, which had six guys, mm-hmm. and all the old starter boxes were like, they started lower, but like sixty bucks or something like that, sixty five. Yep. So now, so so now they've gone up a lot, right? So now they're like seventeen dollars a model, where they used to be like twelve dollars or thirteen dollars a model. Mm-hmm. It's a huge jump, right? When you look at just percentage-wise, what people are used to, like this is this is an issue with costs, right? Yep. That if people were used to one thing, whether or not it's actually it was out of CB's control, uh, if it costs more, it's there's a huge sticker shock. Mm-hmm. Well, and the whole other thing is that usually when you buy those six dude boxes. They come with your sort of core line troops. So you're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to use these in the army because mm-hmm. they they sort of form the basis of my army. Whereas these ones, just from my list building, I'm like, maybe I'll only be using two of these guys fairly often mm-hmm. in this $90. I'm like, hmm, this is, this is tough to justify. Yeah. The other thing, and I know this is maybe a small thing, but it matters for the purchasing experience uh is the boxes are cheaper the actual box i meant like not not the miniatures the stuff inside the box the yep. actual box is cheaper so they used to have larger boxes uh and then they would have like a a paper cardboard box and then they'd have a piece of foam and then mm-hmm. everything would be bagged the new one is there's no there's no uh, foam and there's no cardboard box. Instead, it's a plastic clamshell with the little baggies in mm-hmm. a much smaller cardboard box. Yes. So, so a cardboard. Thinner. It's a much cover. thinner box. Yeah, thinner. In a thinner cover, right? And I and when you look at it, well, one of the things is I bought when I bought my my Eugene box, right? Uh, it was damaged. The box was damaged. Now, for me, mm-hmm. I'm really enfranchised. I like my store. I was just I, like, I'm not going to make a fuss, right? But it's definitely easier to damage because the the clamshell plastic is a lot more like squishy, right? Yeah, than the cardboard box. By, it's not backed by cardboard everywhere. It's just like hollow yes. spaces in behind it, and it's not yeah. as rigid, so it's gonna get more damaged. So it really sucks if you buy a box and it's damaged. And mm-hmm. plus, the box is smaller now. Now I understand this is a good thing for retailers, right? It, you they, you can fit more infinity on a smaller shelf space. But in terms of uh, purchasing, the original boxes weren't unnaturally large, 
right? They yeah. were a decent, they were like a nice size, right? And then these ones, when you buy them, they're like, they, they, they don't feel as, as big and, and meaty of a purchase as they used to, right? It feels like a smaller purchase, so it makes it feel like you're getting a worse deal. And normally, I guess, if you don't reuse the foam and the, the, the box, it doesn't matter. But I'm one of the few people, I don't know if it's few, that actually keeps my cardboard boxes and my foam. And I use that stuff. And mm-hmm. I just like having those boxes. They, they look nice. It just, it just makes a nicer <laughs> purchasing experience. And I know this has nothing to do with, well, it does have reinforcements. The reinforcements like product line, right? Mm-hmm. And this is probably what they're going to be going uh, forward doing. And I know this is all for, this is probably more about like retail mm-hmm. than it is about the reinforcements thing. But it did make the entire purchasing experience worse. Yeah, no, it does. It doesn't feel. It feels very like flimsy, which. Yeah, and it's probably going to continue with the non-reinforcements uh, products. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is more just a, a shot across the bow of their general new uh, distribution and using those plastic clamshells. Yeah, if, if you're accustomed to ordering like online it. or pre-ordering, this doesn't matter. For stores, though, yeah, people aren't going to feel it value. It's valuable. For sure, it it seems cheaper. You know what it reminds me more of. It's like when you buy, you know, the original Infinity boxes with the cardboard, it felt more like you're buying something, especially the the newer ones where the, the cardboard was branded Corpus Belli. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt like you were buying something premium. It did. Mm-hmm. Right? So they weren't, the they newer switched box, from brown cardboard to like white branded cardboard inside. Yes. It felt <clears throat> premium. It was more like a fancy, like it wasn't like super, it's not like when you're buying those resin the super resin fancy kits that 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 sometimes you get with their own specific like metal tin with the actual picture on the front. Okay, it's not that that classy, mm-hmm. but it was really nice. It looked nice and looked premium. The new ones remind me of ordering th- stuff off of uh, like getting like Chinese cheap stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Technically good deal, but the CB stuff I'm paying huge amount of prices, and the packaging is now like the cheap stuff I get from China. Yeah, like even the packaging, when you folded out the tabs, would have tokens on it. So like, ooh, do you, are you collecting yeah. our tokens out of our set? Because it's, it's good quality package on the outside. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I could just get a whole bunch more tokens from this too that I didn't necessarily get with a starter pack. So they were yeah, kind of I, like having that extra yeah. add-on through their old packaging. And it's unfortunate, but... Uh, I don't know. It, it does affect your enjoyment of the uh, purchasing and experience of miniature gaming. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, commerce is a very, very solid pillar. Some might say the most important pillar of miniature wargaming. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get back to mechanics? Yep. Sure. Let's right. do it. So... How are we? Are we on to? Wait, wait, wait. Are we on to? Are have we described all of the mechanics? Basically, we have, right? Yeah, as much depth as I think we need, because people who are listening might yeah. be somewhat familiar with it. So, so, so now, just um, just to clear the air, we are now on the complaining section of the podcast. We have mentioned a lot of the things we liked about uh, reinforcements, or we were mm-hmm. looking forward to. Um. I guess my question first is, did any of the things we were looking forward to actually materialize after we played? Oh, 
did they well those the things we thought were positives existed mm-hmm. but I don't know if, I don't think they were outweighed by the negatives because we we tried it out a whole bunch of times just mm-hmm. playing regular games and then we actually had a whole tournament with this and I think our did we have a tournament with this yes I played a tournament yeah three round tournament. I literally filtered that out of my head if I played that. Did I show up to the tournament? I think so. Oh my god. I I, I played five games. I wasn't even counting the tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I literally do not remember this tournament at all. Yeah, so we've discussed these, like, our thoughts with the other people at our game store, because they've also joined in on the tournament. And everyone is more or less... I don't think anyone had any disagreements with what we're about to say, really. All right. All right. So apparently we had a hidden tournament that I don't even remember. I've censored it out of my head because, um, you know, <laughs> what we're about to say. Mm-hmm. So I think we should start, like, in the least biased portion with the mechanics and their consistency with the exact, well, the parallel mechanics that are already in the game. Okay. Sure. So this is the small stuff. Yeah. All right. So continue with the small stuff. So there's the issues with the small limited pool, which we we talked about. And then there's this one. Uh, Yeah. So. So your guys appear on the board. Yeah. Guys can appear on the board in Affinity in many ways. Yeah. So already, like we talked about airdrop, we talked Mm -hmm. about infiltration, hidden deployment, camouflage. All of these different ways uh, are are there to deploy up the board and have a similar kind of effect with the reinforcements, but not the main effect, which was, you know, you're supposed to fill in things that you die, right? But it, it actually does, like airdrop does the same kind of thing. Yep. But whenever these things happen, um, you they go in a certain way. All those rules are already there. Mm-hmm. This deployment thing does not follow all of the other ways, right? All the other ways you have to use an order to bring these guys on, yeah. right? They ho- they have their order and they hold it back. And then when they come on the board, they use it to do an action, right? When they mm-hmm. come on. Reinforcements doesn't do that. It does very, very similar kind of mechanic, but it is, you're placing your entire reinforcements pool on the board. Uh, and then, uh, in before like in between the turns right so there's no arrows and there is no, like normally, you don't have to spend an order for them to come on yeah normally if like your guy airdrops it gives the opponent and appears in the midboard your opponent gets a chance to react against this if they see them or if they're within the eight inch zone of control to turn around to face them they could hack them all sorts of things yeah. Important part, they can hack them. If you drop yeah. a repeater into uh, into a zone with with a hacker, mm-hmm. they can immediately try shut. to hack you and shut it down by isolating it. Yeah, even at the very minimum, your regular troops could get spotlit, which puts them at a disadvantage in shooting fights later. They could get blown up by a smart missile launcher later. Like it, it basically negates like in the game. Putting up a hacking network, mm-hmm. pretty pretty important often around how your yeah. faction might want to play or how you want to like use your tactics. This yeah. just sort of side swipe just takes a side route it around that. 
and avoids yeah. that mechanic which normally exists in the game that adds a lot of tactical depth. So yeah. not if you not put so a repeater into your hacker doesn't have to get AROs. Nope. So if you put in, like, normally, let's say you had some heavy infantry, and ahead of the inf- heavy infantry, you had um, a bunch of hackers to protect your heavy infantry, mm-hmm. right? Up within eight inches of the center, right? Because there's a lot of missions where you're trying to control the center, and you want to be there, right? Yep. When you re- reinforce, you can place a repeater right within eight inches of all of those guys. Then your hacker can, well, could, well, I guess technically you can still get hacked, right? Through through your repeater when you when mm-hmm. you activate, but then the repeater can't be disabled. You automatically have your hacker with with firewall within eight inches of those guys, and you can also place it, you know, anywhere. So if you can try to to place it in a way where you get the heavy infantry before the repeater, uh, before the hacker. Mm-hmm. You're fine, right? Or if they if they have a heavy infantry and, and their own repeater, which generally does the same thing, right? You know, it's like an auto pitcher basically that that automatically just shows up. And then once you're you kill the guy with your hacker, then the pit the you know the repeater can often just move up and and kill things as well. Yeah, and the, and how Infinity like the core gameplay of Infinity as I see it is just trying to take tactical control over the board. Whether that just be trying to control zones for the mission, whether it's trying to, like, if you've got a button to press, have you pressed it? And then are you watching the button with a bunch of guys to stop their dudes from coming in and walking over the button and pushing it? Which may mean, okay, they're going to try and walk Cam over there, fine. You bring some MSV guy to try and discover them. There's all sorts of, like, ways to try and negate it, but you have ways of countering that. So, or you take, like chain rifle guys or other template guys, put them further up the board so they're a danger to them. So you, there's just yeah. all sorts of creative ways that you have to solve a problem to control the board to win the mission. With how the guys deploy later on without taking any response, all yeah. that work you feel like you've put in turn to turn to try and gain yeah, position trying to of the control board. the board. To yep. try to control the main portion of the board. Yeah, it feels like the reset button was hit on that as soon as the reinforcements appear yeah. and just negates. It's not actually just a reset button. Mm-hmm. It's controlling the the center portion of the board, that eight inches on both sides, because that's like repeater uh, range. Yep. Controlling that before your the reinforcements drop is actually bad, because every yes. single guy in that 16-inch range band, eight inches on either side of the, the, the middle of the board, mm-hmm. uh is in prime range to be hacked or templated, right? So, so templated if you are uh, if you're a light infantry, and hacked if you're heavy infantry or anything else. Hey, you it's can like, chain rifle ten inches past that line if you want to, but there might not be good terrain to do it. But you can yeah. chain rifle that far. Exactly. So just holding that center of the board mm-hmm. with reinforcements is bad, and that is a huge thing in the game, right? In the normal way of the game. So yeah. this ends up playing very, very, let's say, differently at first, because we're trying to be objective at this point, right? Uh, no, I think we've stopped that. I think I just <laughs> said that it breaks the whole core gameplay element, like the main yeah. gameplay element of trying to like work for position. As soon as they appear, it's thrown out all that work you've done. Yeah. So you feel like 
a lot of the game before that is meaningless, which is not a good gameplay experience, honestly. Yes, I feel like when we were playing the games, so many of the games because of this, because there's no AR roses, right? When when they land, like there's so many other ways that you in, in Infinity where you could drop, right? Airdrop and, and and kind of dissect them, but you're you are paying for the privilege to do this. You because pay. this is now mm-hmm. part of the game. And now it's, you know, both sides are going to be doing this, right? So yeah. what ends up happening is that the first two two uh, rounds of the game, you're kind of like, have to be super cagey. You can't try to take the center. Taking the center is not really even a thing, right? And then what ends up happening is that because it's so powerful, the reinforcements coming down in the center are so powerful, yeah. uh, you you have to, like, you, you can't control the center, and I also felt like the first two turns oftentimes didn't mean anything for a lot yeah. of games. Not all yeah. the games, but maybe like 50% of the games that we played. I know. Uh, it, the reinforced, like the first two rounds hardly mattered. It was more, it was almost like, yeah, everything, like 50% of the times it was just about the reinforcements coming down and where mm-hmm. they came down and whether the reinforcements did the job or not. Yeah, if they could right? cause a lot of damage, you'd win. If they didn't, you probably yeah. lose, because theirs would cause a lot of damage yeah. back to you. So, And going second with reinforcements is really strong, because your reinforcements will likely drop second. So they have this crazy... So, so the thing is, because there's no arrows, because they drop in the center, mm-hmm. it's like an alpha strike. Your reinforcements are like an alpha strike. It's like on the third turn, right? Most games that we played, generally you didn't kill 100 points, right? In time, generally reinforcements came on the third turn, right? Yep. Unless things really went went bad, right? Because also you only have 250 points on the on the on the table, so it's harder for you to alpha really hard, right? Because you just don't have as many units. Mm-hmm. There's not as many orders, probably not as many yeah. powerful units. Yeah. yeah. So. Compared to the 300-point lists, you kill less on the first turn because you only have 250, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's actually harder to kill 100 points than an, in a normal game of Infinity. Yep. But so, so generally they came on the third turn, and then on the third turn you get an Alpha Strike, right? That comes in. So this almost is like, you know, the the idea is that there's supposed to be a comeback mechanic, right? So you can come back, right? From like we said. Alpha Strike's very important. Well, very, very hard hitting. And some people are like, mm-hmm. oh, that kind of sucks. Sometimes you you get hit too hard, especially in the modern Infinity, because I feel like there's power creep. Yep. Um, and I think that's actually the issue, but we're, we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but what t- their solution is, on the third turn, the guy that, you know, the the, the, the guy gets a, a second Alpha Strike. Mm-hmm. So they have an, a bunch of new guys, and they get Alpha Strike again. Like you said, reset. Alpha Strike, and then the special thing is the the guy who went second gets mm-hmm. the final Alpha Strike. So instead oh. of having of limiting the Alpha Strikes, you have a comeback mechanic and trying to balance it out. You end up having three Alpha Strikes. If you find Alpha Strikes a problem in Infinity, and not everyone does, right? But mm-hmm. if you're trying to solve for powerful Alpha Strikes, this format the way it is, instead of removing Alpha Strikes, gives you like one weaker alpha strike and two stronger ones. I, I, and two more of them. So you have like three weaker alpha strikes. Overall, is that weaker or stronger? Yeah, well, I, I think worse. the better or worse. Sorry. Yeah, I think the on the tactical awareness podcast, which has Ash and then Owen 
who's quite a good player as well. Even Owen complains about certain things that can appear in weird positions where most yep. people are never going to expect them, like infiltrators or parachutists that can come on behind your whole army. They can often just result in bad gameplay experiences. For noobs. Or yeah. you just, for noobs. And if, you, if you're an experienced player, you feel like you're just spending half your time playing around this crazy powerful thing. It just mm-hmm. sort of feels like it introduces that all over the place. Now every faction has to, and every faction like has to in this format use that. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. So I I would agree with Owen from the Tactical Awareness podcast that even as a more experienced player, I don't like that part of the experience where things just their ability to sort of bypass the usual defenses that you put up for the game for controlling areas. If things just bypass those too hard, it starts creating bad gameplay experiences. So interesting. I kind of like those. I think that's mm-hmm. actually one of the strengths of Infinity, but I think yeah. there is a certain amount of balance. There's a right? threshold that, that I don't like to see it go beyond. That's that's I'm like, like there's a reason why the Hat Tau and the mm-hmm. Swiss Guard don't have infiltration. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're um, like 65 point. Uh, oh, and, and the Anathematics, right? These 65 point like TO mm-hmm. hidden guys that are like super powerful. Uh, they're like the heavy infantry equivalent of the um, light infantry infiltrating uh, hidden, hidden uh, camo, Mimitism minus six guys. Yep. The heavy infantry guys are so powerful that none of them have infiltration because if they started halfway up the board, it would be bonkers. And the mm-hmm. one infiltrating heavy infantry camo guy, Dao Fei, Definitely pays a premium to be an infiltrating uh, heavy infantry, infiltrating heavy camo infantry. Like his points do not match those skills on other units until you 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 know the fact you that he's how much more potential you get by appearing <laughs> further up. Yeah. Yeah, and being a heavy, yep, a true heavy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so that's a bit of an aside, but it ties into things that I don't think, and I know that other people don't think are good for the game. Just those. yeah. All right, and then. Another thing... Of what doesn't mesh with the mechanics very well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. just just the whole not getting an arrow mm-hmm. is just obnoxious. Like, yes. it doesn't make... Like, why are you... We already have airdrop, right? Mm-hmm. We already have all these cool rules that, that allow you to do similar things. Why is this thing coming out of nowhere and being like a, a weird deployment rule that has no arrows... And the arrows are actually, honestly, we, I said this was like a small thing. No, no arrows is the biggest thing, actually. In my yeah, opinion. for sure. No yeah. arrows is the thing that makes this format suck donkey butt. Yeah, it's, it's jarring. I don't know why like, I censored myself. It sucks ass. You, in the game, when you come, when you appear from somewhere in the middle of the game, doesn't matter how. Like, you're in a tag, you jump out of the tag, you're yeah. going to get shot if you're seen. If you yeah. they, because this magical drop pod thing, you jump out of it, you don't get shot. Yeah. The gameplay you experience is hacked, completely inconsistent. Yeah. It's, it's not just that it's inconsistent; it breaks how the game plays or yeah. around the tactical like requirements yeah. for playing the game. It's, I feel like when you're doing parachutist and ca- and camo and airdrop and hidden, there is there is you're, you're you get a very powerful effect, right? Mm-hmm. But you pay for it. And also, you have to be smart about it because if you airdrop incorrectly, you can just get 
you can just get air road and like shut down right so you have yeah. to pick and choose whereas this one is just a blanket do whatever don't even think about it just place them where they're supposed to be good and go for it right like whereas airdrop has so much going for it first of all it's not even guaranteed so you mm-hmm. might just try to airdrop and you will fail and then you deploy in your own deployment zone right on the yeah. edge which sucks and if they deploy in their their deployment zone on their edge they still get arrowed mm-hmm. <laughs> if they land there in a spot that an enemy can see them they get arrowed if the enemy is covering the center of the board even if they're not within eight inches and they're covering the board uh with guns right like they can see the, the center of the board the reinforcements just appear yeah so if you have like i said a guy with the chain rifle they move six and they have a chain rifle that shoots 10. Mm-hmm. If you're within 16 inches of that board, and there's lots of guys with the chain rifles, uh, or if you're within 16 inches of the of the center of the table, you're, you know you're going to have to face a chain rifle. Where that is not true, no matter how much mm-hmm. guns you have, if they are like, oh, I'm going to chain rifle you, they can do it. Yep. And it won't take them very many orders to do it. And maybe they get two yeah. chain rifles because they put that in the link. <laughs> Exactly. Anyhow. Yeah, so I'd say this is just an absolute deal breaker that if this format yeah. is going to be playable or at least, yeah, to be playable, not just from my mm-hmm. perspective, I think just to not wreck the game, this has to be addressed somehow with whatever changes happen. Yeah, it just so. doesn't feel like the rest of the game. Like, yeah. it's not just it's not just the gameplay things. And I, there's the other gameplay issues we'll, we'll go through. But, like... It doesn't feel like the rest of the airdrop things, which are like the one of the coolest portions of Infinity. Besides mm-hmm. the core mechanic of ARO and Rambo, right? Order pool, I guess I, I call it Rambo, but it's it's the order pool, right? The order pool mechanic and the ARO system, which is the core cool parts that make make the system different. Yep. The the hidden mechanics of airdrop, camo, hidden are like some of the coolest things that you do not see in other games right and they're balanced within the system and they work with like like we talked about the core systems whereas this one just felt like it was shoved in there without respecting the core systems of the game right and in and you're making like kind of a mockery in some ways i just that's too strong of a word but you're circumventing all of the coolest mechanics that were already there right for the taken so you can put in a new one that doesn't work anything like the rest of the other game right where they're just magically appearing with with no iro and it i don't know it reminds me of the other mechanic that i really really don't like which is fire teams which also feels like it's just pasted into the game i guess that's the thing this this system this this kind of kind of thing feels pasted in it does not feel like it doesn't work like the rest of the simulation that the game yes purports to be exactly all right i think we can move on from that we've it was, it's a deal breaker. Like, it, yeah, it has to be resolved. Uh, well, more, I guess more like the rest. The, of the one game. thing, other thing that I wanted to say with the no ARO thing, just to to mention how bad it is, and we kind of went through it a bit, is the hackers and repeaters. Like we said that you want to do that, but that's also stupid because it's so overpowered in three or four sets. Yeah, it is. You're to get like you said, camel, you want to do it. Yeah. You get a camel infiltrating hacker. You're close to forty points, and you got to choose that before you see. The future game state this cheap yeah. not not many points whatever you yeah. want it just it breaks everything it just yeah, breaks just, the whole just put in that repeater yeah. there it's just like it's so yeah. stupid mm-hmm. yeah, you so, can just hack, 
if you don't include the hacker, you can just put the repeater there and hack from the back of the board if you have a really good hacker yeah, on the back. And the sure. repeater, like you said, can have a sensor. All the guys that are camoed in the center of the board just suddenly re- revealed, even if a guy dies. Field, right? spotlight, you revealed missile, all those guys. Reveal, spotlight, yeah. missile bot, gone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah if, if your camo is not a hacker so they can shut down the guy, the sensor, mm-hmm. and the sensor is in, in not line of sight of, of arrows, then it can censor, and then they can hack the things. It's really mm-hmm. so stupid. Mm-hmm. All right. On to other 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 things. I don't even think we need to. This is just this is the main thing. Oh yeah. I feel like. Do you, do you have anything else that you want to, to throw in? Sure. These everything past this is gonna be lesser points, and then we'll get to sort of maybe <laughs> what might fix it. So we'll try and sure. bring it back somehow. Is the gamification of the entire bringing on of those troops? Uh huh. So this is actually related. Then you're saying. Yeah, sort of, because okay. like they offer that. Oh, if you get hit in a big alpha strike, mm-hmm. guys come to help you. Okay, you're like, well, mm-hmm. don't I want to get hit hard and get these guys on sooner? <laughs> so it creates this whole incentive to build, include certain units, and then position them in a certain way where they're just going to get knocked down. And maybe you want to have them as things with remote presence. So that, okay, they take a hit, maybe they take two hits or even three hits. Mm-hmm. All right, now they count towards your 100 points that's off the board. Yes. But you're right. probably going to be able to get them back up afterwards. And maybe you use something like your TR bot position in some way that just be completely ridiculous, where you know you're going to lose yeah. the thing, but you just you force them to take it out because it has such yeah. good coverage. So you, yeah. Or maybe you take some tags with yeah. remote presence as well. Or maybe you just decide yeah. to take a hit troop. That, okay, you'll lose 30 points by rambling this guy. And you've got another 70. you got your TR bot that you're just going to have to knock down. Then you take some other like remote yeah. presence tag to get in a shooting battle with. And you intentionally lose it, maybe. You're like, oh, I'll just come up yeah. to shoot you. I'll come up to shoot you. And you make sure as well, the other incentive is to do it with losing as few orders as possible. Because if you say you got a 10-order pool, you manage to have two guys fall over for 100 points. You still got a whole eight orders left. And now your other whole order pool appears, and then you bring those guys back, or maybe you only bring one of those guys back. You bring your tag back. You're pretty... You're yeah. standing pretty right there, and it's early yeah. in the game. It does so. encourage you to... Uh, what do you call it? Just have system. units... Yeah. Yeah, game the system in a way. And you don't just want to take units to die, right? If you just take units to die, you're definitely going to be down because you just lost a whole bunch of points. So you want you, want you take units. Mm-hmm. You want units that uh, force the opponent to kill them. Yes. So Or lose. Or be at a disadvantage, right? So mm-hmm. you, you want a unit that is so powerful at hitting that either they die or they kill your opponent so bad... <laughs> Mm-hmm. That it's fine they didn't kill them because you're now so far ahead. So even when they bring a hundred hundred uh, points down, right? Because you kill the crap out of them, then you're then you're good. Or you take an arrow piece that is so strong and and powerful, like you said, a tag that if they don't kill that that tag, you lock them out of the board, right? So that's the kind of thing that you want to do. But that's all gamification because normally you want to do that. But then the the, the price is if they kill that, you're you're down. But yeah. for this one, now you get your extra 100 points t- to keep on going. You get an extra early boost. And so it's weird. Like, it's, I guess, fine if that was a normal game, but it feels very gamey. 
to me, this is not technically a uh, bad design for a game if you want to have it that way, but it does feel very gamey, right? Yeah, normally in Fed, if you go on an attack, you don't want to lose at the very end. Like, if you went on a Rambo with yeah. your, say, Pano tag, because it has remote presence, which means it has to take a couple extra wounds to go down. Yeah. Normally at the end of that Rambo session, you would rather be alive, because that's just objectively better in just sort of if you yeah. think of it being a war game simulation instead yeah. you're like no 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 please take down my 70 point tag <laughs> before my turn ends so i can get all these other guys on the board before your turn ends yeah before your yeah before the end you don't of the have turn, to die you're active. With it. yeah oh you can you die, die yeah. inactive then you no, then you hide behind a wall if, yeah but if you're active you move out you shoot you move back in behind the wall where you now can't be finished off if you die in react, no, but that has to be no it's reactive. You die in, on your opponent's turn because yeah. your, your reinforcements come on your turn. No, no, no that's yeah. terrible. If you you want it to die, it's in more arrow. controlled though. It's more you, you can, want it to die in arrow because then they have a full order. They have a full turn to run the board without your main arrow OPs. So no. you don't want them to even yeah. have that turn of of not running the board. You want it's that strong arrow. arrow it's piece. not an arrow piece. It's a Rambo piece. No, but you Rambo and mm. then you leave it. Yeah. There in arrow, mm -hmm. and they have to kill it in arrow, so they have to deal with it. They have to spend all their orders dealing with it. Then when they kill it, you get your reinforcements. I know, That's but they could actually finish it off. If you're doing it on your turn, sure. you move out in the you move out, then you hide it afterwards. Your reinforcements you come out only on your own turn. Yeah, no, but at you least have to you survive an entire round. Yeah. It's very very hard to do that. Yeah, but at least that thing, you know, they're not going to take it down and then continue yeah, to shoot it. They have a they have a full turn. They have a full full orders to go and do it. You make sure it has some nice things watching that path well, to it, and you're like... You, you know what? Here's another stupid thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's very gamey, is that if you take your Rambo piece and you shove it down your opponent's throat, you don't want to shove it down so much that they get over 100 points. Because then Ooh, they get their reward. No, you might want to stop, yeah. Just like let up, yeah. So you want to kill up to 99 points. Uh-huh. And you keep asking them, oh, where am I at now? Where am I at now? Like, Apparently that's so, not allowed. Yep. Apparently you're supposed to be like you're just supposed to know, and apparently it's against the rules to look up what the points levels are on. Like that's stupid. Yeah, no, I, just, I, we we just encouraging like, memorization right. for all sorts of yeah. memorization is the worst skill. Yeah, no. So it, I I don't believe in rewarding memorization, but yeah. So that whole gamification it brings in don't like it. Yep. Not cool. And memorization, apparently. Memorizing points. Yeah, now you, now you have to playing like, officially. It's even more important. Oh, terrible game. Now play. you're now you're just counting cards in Infinity. I guess yeah. if you like if you like the idea of counting cards and mm -hmm. memorizing tables and points levels, I guess this might you might like this. You might also like doing my taxes. So uh, mm -hmm. call me. Maybe we can do something about that. Uh, but like to me, it's not very fun. Yeah. All right. On to other things that breaks. Missions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. This 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 sheet is full. <laughs> yeah, fair full enough. Actually, these are quite big. These are quite big. Although I yeah. This this I yeah. think is why it's not compatible, honestly, with the other system. Like when with, they said, oh, infinity? it can be interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is I think the biggest reason why the two aren't compatible, honestly, is the missions, and why they may have had to give it up to be like, oh, okay. That 10-point thing we were doing to make it compatible with you could take it, you could not take it. 
I think maybe they did listen to the feedback on the mission front of what so happens when you play certain missions. Did. I think after we played, they released a list mm-hmm. of missions that reinforcements actually works on. Yep. But it's not not the full list, and it's not no. you know. Yeah, because we we found out the hard way, unfortunately, that most of the missions suck with this this. this. To be fair, all the missions suck with this format, but some of them suck even more than others. Because exactly like you said, right? If the mission, like, if the mission requires area control Mm -hmm. in the center, this thing sucks. Yeah, you come on late game and you put your things exactly (laughs) where you want them. Like... Yeah, if, if you're a second turn and you deploy for free, you could just deploy and split the way, split mm-hmm. the, the pools to possibly in the in the, the best way to win. So you have most the most guys in like you know, oftentimes there's a quarter control, right? Yep. So you can move them in a way that you're controlling those two pools. Just by deploying them. There's no arrows, they can't stop mm-hmm. you. Right? And yeah, then so sometimes, to, oftentimes, you just need to take one guy and move them into one of your opponent's pools. Yeah. And if he survives that, he wins. Yeah, maybe you just take, like, something... Throw smoke? A, take a killer hacker, and then it just be, goes into Cyber Mask, and then it just walks across the line. I was like, <laughs> all right, no arrows. We don't, we don't actually fight each other on this turn. I just put my guys where I want them, and I maybe Cyber Mask move, and, uh, yeah, no shots fired. I win. <laughs> You have to reveal yourself, I think. I don't know, do you not? No, no. Cybermask, you don't, right? and you walk across. It's they discover you, Yeah. and that happens at the end, and you're like, I'm good. I'm not going to activate it anymore. We're cool. I'll stand in front of all your no, guys. No, I think... Yeah? No, tokens Cyber- still count, right, for control, don't they? Yeah, but say they, they discover you. So they don't like, even have to. You don't even have to discover you. If they don't you discover you at all... Yeah. Yeah, but you can't come on in Cybermask. You have to appear out of their sight, sure. then you Cybermask... And then you walk sure. across the line. They discover you with five guys. Who cares? Yep. You got across the line. And, yeah. So area control sucks. Anything with things in the center of the board. Yeah, let's say there's buttons in the center of the board. There's deployment. To, push. Now, to be fair, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. They they are they can push the button. They walk over, push the button. It's they slightly get shot harder in the face. to press the button or to to, be- to touch the button because you do have to have one order to survive. One order. Everyone, by the way, if you put them in the center, most of the things, if there's three different spots, yeah. like it is so easy to control two of those things, right? Because you literally can deploy them a millimeter away from both of those, and then you can just move them and touch them. And mm-hmm. if you, so if they survive that, you're good. Yeah, and you, you take your dude with some like plasma gun, you're like, oh, were you controlling it? Yeah, how about you eat four shots of plasma? And if, th- if that's cool, I mean, <laughs> probably not cool. Then if they don't survive that, yeah, we both just, die. Like, exactly. Touch. Yeah. It exactly. Breaks, so it, it breaks so like, many of the missions. Just. Yeah. I think some of the missions that were okay is things where you have to take stuff and run away. Yeah. Supplies, because then you have to chase them, right? So even mm-hmm. if you deploy halfway on the board, you still have to make it there, right? Or missions where you have a uh, what do you call it? Uh, a the zone, what do you call it? The exclusion zone. Exclusion zone, so mm-hmm. they can't actually place it within yeah. eight inches. Sure, which defeats the kind of which 
you know defeats the infiltration kind of thing. So if you if you can't use that portion, then it's mm-hmm. it's more okay. But yeah. like so many of the missions don't work, and so many of the funnest missions don't work. Yeah. So it's just. Sure, I guess you could say that there's a, a specific mission set. Like, honestly, that's what they should have done. They should mm-hmm. have released a, a special mission pack, and then at least people wouldn't spend a whole bunch of games like uh, like we did playing missions that just didn't work because they were garbage with reinforcements. Yeah, there's a lot of them were not a good gameplay experience. So Yeah. All right, any more? I don't know. Those, those are the biggest areas of concern where just the mechanics not lining up, some of the missions not working, the gamification, the list well, I, I just want to emphasize, like, just the gameplay is bad. Yeah. Having the first two rounds not matter for 50% of your games is stupid. Mm-hmm. Why are you yeah. playing the first two rounds then? Exactly. Right? When everything comes down to this guy, new guys you're deploying, it almost would be better to randomly roll like randomly roll up what what your first two rounds happens and then just play your third round i don't know how like if there was a system where you just like okay i'm gonna roll up uh mm-hmm. you know randomly place guys and randomly yep. roll or is this guy dead where do i place him is this guy dead and then they just your first 200 250 points is randomly scattered and then you start only playing the third turn that's probably a better game format that's very short, yeah. honestly. Yeah, then you're not, like, guaranteed deployment. It's like, oh, you thought you had this? Oh, yeah. not all your guys made it to the board. But there's cool mechanics in that, but that's not what this is. So. Yeah, I don't know. It just, that's just, like, it just felt like such a waste. And I felt like, like, I really like the idea of, I don't, of, of the, of the reinforcements, right? Being able to play larger mm-hmm. games that don't take longer. To me, that's a huge win. I feel like long games is really important uh wait to to minimize right because you know we everyone only has a certain amount of times and if you if you shorten the game enough then you can play two games right Mm -hmm. and it's not like infinity is like a 50 minute game right and then you're reducing it so, so you have time to spare like it's a decently long game right it's like an hour hour and a half game right mm-hmm. and so you don't want it to get bigger than that it's it's in that sweet spot so if you can play 350 points while still keeping that 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 time period like that time space it's a really good idea but just the way that it but you want to still play infinity you don't want to play this weird weird stuff happening that shuts down all the coolest parts and makes like airdrop look crappy because mm-hmm. right you should just use That's those guys thing. instead like don't bring airdrop yes exactly just, you have these guys to do that yep yep exactly so i just feel like the, the thing it just outclasses all of these different main things it's just i don't know it's terrible mm-hmm. i think um there was one last thing i wanted to mention because we're all pretty big like do you want do you want to go into what we think would be the direction they need to fix this and maybe it'll come up sure That's yeah let's do that so i think primarily the issue is uh no arrows and the gameplay so it just that is the thing that like breaks the game the most in my opinion the thing that makes it feel like center of the board doesn't matter controlling the board in the center doesn't matter means that your first two rounds don't matter 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Controlling that, all of this hacking stuff, right? The hacking re- repeater mm-hmm. nets don't matter. All this kind of stuff is just terrible. So but at least um, if you got air road when you put the guys down, that would resolve the biggest issue. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I feel like, yeah, the first thing to think about is that you probably actually need this is is to allow arrows for when the re- reinforcements show up. It changes everything. It's it makes the gameplay at least match everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I still think though, like that's to me is the minimum. Like, yeah, like and I think it's a no-brainer. Like the guys who come on should be like maybe functioning like a coordinated order so they're trying to fight like don't just be like oh they appear on the board and they don't fight like when you actually when you parachute us on you just come on you get shot in the face yep so it's not wouldn't be unprecedented to say okay they appear and they get shot in the face like this is 108 what what it is right now is 180 degrees like yeah yeah if you come if you appear through hidden though you do get get to fight yeah you get shot but you get to do something so like maybe they get to do something yeah but but the minimum is but remember they can deploy anywhere so the Mm -hmm. like if you deploy them it just Mm -hmm. means if you if you're just a parachutist right but you can deploy anywhere Mm -hmm. you can still just like a parachutist you just have are forced to deploy in a place where you control like you said, area mm-hmm. control, right? You're controlling things. Your enemy can't see it. They don't get free arrows. So now it limits where you are, right? Mm-hmm. It makes the gameplay more normal. It, it stops you from being able to do the the, the repeater net thing, right? Where you get a hacking. Of, ha- like you're, you're not shutting down your opponent's control of the board. Mm-hmm. And you have to play smartly like the rest of the game as opposed to play this weird other kind of deployment thing. Yeah. So the precedent in Infinity for a whole bunch of guys doing something at once is a coordinated order. Yeah. So if they wanted the game to feel consistent, I feel like it should function similarly to a coordinated order where one guy, well, everybody can do something, but it better all be the same thing. But they yeah. all get arrow against, and maybe, and there's a lead guy who uh-huh. maybe gets to do it a bit better. So that that's the direction I would like to see it go, just from the basic, mm-hmm. like... When they land. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're coming out of hidden, but with a coordinated hidden kind of thing. Yeah, like wherever they appear from, they're they're appearing as a coordinated, because that's what yeah. exists in the game, and nobody's really down. People like coordinated orders. Yeah. Like Nobody's like, oh, this is stupid in the game. Like, no, this, this works well in the system. Yeah. Just stick with what works. Like, uh, Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, I also think um, not being able to deploy right up to the center mm-hmm. is an easy fix. Yeah, like, like if we're talking about the two major fixes, mm-hmm. uh, not even like the coordinated order is an interesting way to do it, but just the two basic things that I feel like are the minimum and kind of almost no brainers. But I'm sure they they they're they're evaluating everything, so they don't want to just take the no brainer because then. You don't want to take the no-brainer and then later on change it again a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but to me, the no-brainer was that they should have released with was allow arrows for the, so they take arrows when they land, just like a parachutist, and then they also can't deploy. They only have like four inch or eight inch basically deployment. Yeah. So they get auto. Let's say auto eight, right? 
So at least then they're not all the way up to the edge, yeah. right? So they're deploying somewhat ahead, but not all the way up to the edge. I feel like that would also those two things, like like we said, like the ones with the the exclusion zone just play better. Mm-hmm. So if but if they just had like four deployment eight, it would make it would to me those two things would at least make the format playable. Yes, I don't. I still don't think it would be good, honestly, mm-hmm. but. But it would at least be playable. Yeah, like like you said, just from the gameplay, anything where you can put all your guys, like the missions that restrict you from being all the way up the board, had a better gameplay experience. So obviously that's a direction that needs to get included in the fix. Honestly, just from the coolness factor, I would honestly rather, like the drop pod thing appearing, also just seems sort of weird of why it appears at some random time i'd be happier if it actually came on the edge of the board and then had some sort of ability to like move in from the edge of the board like just basically driving and not dropping from the air because you're like okay why is why are we not shoot why are we not shooting the stupid dropship with our missiles that we have yes. but if yeah. a car drives in on the side you're like okay maybe they get to shoot that thing and it just and when things drop from the sky, you can often like use your hacking, the the evil hacking back against it, whereas this thing doesn't have that. And as well, it just cuts down on being able to just negate, like negate all the positioning. Like if you have to come, if you have to like take the objective put on the side of the board, and then say move at eight and then four or something, then the guys can appear around that. At least, like, if they put up a defense in the midline to try and, like, because they're trying to control the consoles, they're trying to control some zones, at least they've got some way of, like, locking the board down. At least both players can lock the board down a bit rather than be like, no, you just jump all the defenses they put up. Like, that's what I'd prefer to see is it coming on a side. Yeah, and, I again, really that's like that like, idea. Actually. It's more like parachutist that way. That's Yeah. I think before I go to that, and I... Mm-hmm. I I have an idea, like, we talked about this before, so I did have an idea of what would be the coolest for that, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go back to a more simple, the, the drop, the airdrop thing, yep. right, where you mentioned, uh, to make it more like, like a real airdrop. I feel like that is another solution that could work really well. Um, and this, feel? Like, it, let me, let me mentioned this one okay so the the easiest one like we said is just arrows and they cannot deploy eight inches that's the simplest fix that is the default thing which i feel like that that just just happen mm-hmm. if they want people to continue to play it but the other thing that i think would be cool would be a kind of a bigger change and something that kind of pissed me off in general um is that uh when you normally you can currently in the game coordinated airdrop but everyone you use one order but everyone that doesn't use the order because you have like so let's say you have four guys in 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 uh, airdrop right uh one of the guys comes down using it with a coordinated order all four of them come down together right mm-hmm. uh they all have to test but the, you have three unspent orders, right, from the three guys that came down, but you can't use their orders. They don't go into the pool. Yep. They actually are lost because those those orders are only for 
the airdrop. Hmm? I think that rule is dumb. Yeah, I'm not so I think that. it'd be cool if when you coordinated airdrop, anyone's order who wasn't used for dropping goes into the pool. I would say becomes irregular maybe as a compromise, like a halfway, but anyway. Sure. Well, I think that would be just too much effort. I Simpler is always better. And to me, you do it if it breaks the game. Like, then you, you need to play test it. But, like, if it breaks the game, then you can muddy around with it. But if you change that and then you instead say the reinforcements are available at whatever time, still the same kind of thing, there's, there's issues with that as well. But instead, you just have a drop. You have a special drop pod. Mm-hmm. that has uh, drops, and it allows you to coordinate everyone in the reinforcement pool all together, and they have to drop within eight inches. And uh, But everyone that drops, you get their order, basically. So now you don't have to deploy them right at the, right at the beginning. You can drop them at any time. Mm-hmm. Or you could put them as parachutists and have them drop as parachutists. Right. So now you're so the the drop pod is like a coordinated, like a special thing that allows you to coordinate airdrop or parachutist reveal these guys all within eight inches of the of the of the drop pod. Hmm. And when you airdrop, you would use the airdrop things phys- physique, and it would be like eighteen or something like that. So it almost certainly drops. Mm-hmm. Although if you miss the drop, it'd be really bad. <laughs> but if you miss the drop, you just deploy within... On the edge of your deployment zone? On the edge of your deployment zone, and then they get deployed, right? Mm-hmm. But that kind of thing, to me, would be more interesting. And then basically everyone uses... Well, instead of dropping individually, you just do the one airdrop. But I would actually change the core coordinated airdrop rules and then just have that thing allow it to do a coordinated airdrop. Because our, no one uses coordinated airdrop because it's useless. No, because you have no orders. You guys just sit there doing nothing. Yes. Yeah. So there's no. And it's point. a lot of it's a lot of irregular orders in one pool, leaving you very few regulars. Yes. And then you are spending a command token for nothing, basically, mm-hmm. so that they don't all get aeroed. It's yeah. It's you're already bad, down the order like, to make. You're down the order to make it happen. It's pretty bad. Yep. So to me, if they changed it that way, mm-hmm. it would be interesting. People would want to coordinate it more often, even in the normal game. Right, because then you're spending one regular one one command token, but you get those orders back and you can really surprise your opponent. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, that is more interesting, and you do it with one roll. So if the first guy lands, then everyone lands, or they all fail together. Mm-hmm. That to me is would be. I, I feel like it would be interesting, and mm-hmm. you would don't deploy it. Then you also don't deploy it during a special in between phase. Mm-hmm. You just get them available, so then now they can deploy at any time that is opportune. So you can at the beginning of the turn, right? Which is, I feel like part of the reason why you can't aro in the normal one is because you might not be ready, right, to have those guys drop. But if now they just become available, you might still want to spend your normal orders to clear the spot for your reinforcements to drop, so that they can then Ooh. do the mission, mm-hmm. which then becomes exactly like the rest of the game. Yeah, and sometimes just waiting to react to your opponent, like let them make the first move and then come after them. Yeah, and maybe yeah. you lose 100 points. You could drop on second turn, and you're like, I don't want to drop yet. Mm-hmm. So you might even hold it back. Yeah. It just becomes more interesting and more fun. Or you could even make it have 20, so it auto-passes. So and the only way you can... 
unless they put up yeah. the Evo to slow you down. Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, if they if they put up the Evo, you have to either kill the Evo mm-hmm. or you have to just parachute this instead because parachutes, you don't have a role. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they can drop in the same way. But that is now that feels more natural. That to me is the easiest, honestly, way, like the, the cleaner way. But I love the vehicle thing you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I would love like for the actual vehicle to appear. I know it would be a pain in the ass to actually have to carry the vehicle around. No, I love – that's the reason why I, I know. It. The cool the factor idea, would be just – The cool factor now when you play in reinforcements, you mm-hmm. need to model a vehicle. Yes. And so a vehicle is a size 8. Like bigger than Magrube Guard. Magrube Guard is seven. Same size. Same size as Magrube Guard. Same size as Magrube Guard? Okay. Yeah. Same size because you don't want to have another. They now have everyone a, has they to use that size A template. Yeah, they have that. Yeah, it, is, it, yeah. it exists. The guys are just hanging off the side of this yeah. like truck. So, so my my thought would be, it's just a parachutist, but it, it allows it's mm-hmm. it's a parachutist, and everyone in the thing is like a man is manned equivalently. They start as manned inside the thing. And then it has to parachute us, but it has high armor and toughness, mm-hmm. right? But it's it. This is a little bit crazy, but like you, it would be battle ravaged. So the first the the first version, uh, is like, you know, has that whatever. thing on it? Yeah, six four, right? It's mm-hmm. let's say it's six four, right? Or eight eight two or something like that. So you you land, people shoot it, right? Or it doesn't shoot. Then you can move, and technically. Like the first wound, like after that, be, let's say the the profile goes to, it has a lot of wounds on the second profile, so it doesn't just die. Mm-hmm. But then the second profile is like two two, right? So then, you know, the first one you're you're you can move, and then the second one, or maybe maybe just it's just four four, who knows? But the idea is it has to survive the first one, and then it can move. But you yeah. don't, let's say it's a regular or something, so you can't spend a lot of orders on it, right? As so you spend the first one because tactical awareness. And then you have, uh, maybe it has impetuous tactical awareness and whatever. So you, you can drop it with impetuous, then you mm-hmm. can move it with irregular order, and then you can move it again. So you can technically move all the way into their thing while protecting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at that point, everyone can jump out by doing an order. Yeah. Right? I- so they literally just leave like, like, like it would be a tag, right? You get out, and then you can fight. Yeah, just the one so, Maybe they're yeah, hanging no. off the side, but they're hanging off the side that's not facing your opponent, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you can leave the tag, like if you want a whole bunch of people, you leave it with a coordinated order, something mm-hmm. like that, so they all lead together. So that would be, that That to me is just more thematic than the drop thing. Like I guess the drop thing is thematic, right? You just have a drop pod instead. But it's just cooler to have a vehicle that drives yeah. around. It takes a little bit of work. And then the other thing is if every... You could also add gun a gun to the the, ta- the the vehicle. So every single force has a vehicle that arrives, mm-hmm. and like every single faction. And maybe they're slightly different in terms of their gun. Maybe most people just have a combi rifle on top, right? Yeah, or your comlink guy. You're like, oh, you do take comlink like auto turret. Do you take comlink smoke turret? Like they could. Yeah, they can build cool things into that comlink profile too. Exactly, but it also allows people to blow up vehicle you just have mm-hmm. to make it tough enough that uh it can survive at least landing there Unless, uh, I, I, although i guess if they if it dies in the corner if you have a whole bunch of hidden Panzerfaust and then then mm-hmm. they parachute and then they kill them does everyone inside die 
Nah, just say they have to <laughs> jump out the back immediately or something, and they all get arrowed. Well, they don't get arrowed. It's just no, like I this. think they should die. I think they should mm-hmm. die. Everyone inside that dies with the vehicle dies. You just gotta fucking bail out of that vehicle. Mm-hmm. Or they just take a whatever strength hit, whatever. Back to old GW days. Yeah, there's, there's, that's the thing. Maybe that is less clean, right, mm-hmm. than the, than, than just having it as the airdrop stuff. Uh, but it would be way more thematic than it is now. Yeah, and it won't break the rules. It'll be thematic. It'll act, there's yeah. a way to make this cool, like we talked about. Yeah, that, the idea that. is cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's ways to make but it cool not working. and yeah. play it properly. They just yeah. they need to pick one and do it. And I don't think there's yeah. that many ways of making it work, honestly. Yeah, and I feel like these these things that we talked about, like they're adding some rules, but the thing is, they're also removing all of the rules that they added for this deployment thing, mm-hmm. which breaks the way that you play the game. And there's something to be said about a rule that's added that fits with the rest of the game is like, let's say three rules that fit with the rest of the game is a lot easier to parse and understand than one rule that is entirely different. That's why Toa is mm-hmm. not well liked because the rules are so different from the rest of the game, it feels like like the old rules of the Toa were, were so were even worse because they were so different. Right? They didn't even play like the rest of the game. The mm-hmm. new ones are a little bit more liked, but still, again, it's not thought of that as that fondly. Be, like just because it doesn't fit with the rest of the game, it just makes it harder to parse. And Infinity, like the main issue with Infinity, besides I guess the the, the rising prices, is uh. It's way too complicated already. Yeah, so a lot you of don't want to add stuff off yeah. of it for that. Yeah, yeah. That's the one reason why I'm like, although I would prefer the vehicle, some sort of vehicle thing, maybe it's mm-hmm. too complicated to make it work. But yeah, yeah, it might be a bit too much demand to have people carry that thing around. Anyways, I think my take is that they just push these rules out the door because they had the models on their release schedule, they had yeah. the sculpts done, they were getting the painting done. They had to push them mm-hmm. out the door, and maybe their design team just wasn't work, wasn't putting enough hours into this. Maybe they were building some other game like Warcrow <laughs> or doing. They said God knows what they that were doing. Warcrow is not affecting uh, Infinity development, and they said that there's there's not a change mm-hmm. in, in numbers. But I, if even if that's true, even if you take that at face value and say that's true, which I don't necessarily believe. Uh, there's no way the people that are, like, they're not putting some of their best people on Warcrow. There's no way that, like, they haven't taken some sort of resources. Either, like, yeah. 50-50 time where, like, everyone works 50-50 on both projects, but uh, they fit backfilled with, like, newer, like, new, new, uh, uh, new employees because it this just does not feel like the effort that they normally put in and honestly if i'm if i'm fully honest a lot of the miniatures and painting mm-hmm. of the past little while maybe a year maybe 2 years or so yep. has not felt as much care has been put on to, into the, the the sculpts and everything as they did before like there's a oh. lot more hit and miss both not just painting but sculpts and like the, there's designs are are still pretty good, 
but the conversion from design to miniature uh, is worse. And and technically, I feel like there was a drop when they expanded out of just the main sculptors. There's like three. They had three sculptors at the beginning of Ben Three that did most of the sculpting, and they're really good. So everything yeah. looked really good. And then now they've kind of have more sculptors, and I feel like there's a lot of guys who don't look as good anymore. Yep. Especially in terms of posing. A lot of the posing is off. Yep. Well, whatever. That's a separate issue. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Well, well the it core, is just an example of I feel like there's no way that they're putting as much effort mm-hmm. as, as now. I, I definitely feel like War Crow is taking well, some every, of the mind. Yeah, for every not, play they're not putting on, all their best people on Infinity, I don't Yeah, think. for every playtester that's playtesting Warcrow, it's one less person playtesting Infinity Reinforcements. That's true. It's just That's true. Bottom line. Did they, yeah, is it brand new guys? That, that's true. And then for every guy that is, you know, if they put on their, their senior people onto Warcrow, they definitely should put some senior people on their new game. Mm-hmm. How are they backfilling those senior people from Infinity? Did they come from Infinity? Did they take them from an entirely different game and different... Uh, a company or something? I don't think so. So either way, there was there was play testing that was not done, and yeah. until until some good fix gets applied to reinforcements, I don't think people are gonna take it up. So now there's to it. I will leave uh, this conversation with a silver lining. So we did mention that uh, the CB released an update. And they basically put in all the reinforcements into sectorials and vanilla. So you can use all of those reinforcements models, those new fancy reinforcement models and profiles in normal lists, not playing reinforcements. Mm -hmm. So there's two reasons that's good. First of all, you can buy those reinforcements and play with the models now. Some of those models are really good. Yeah. Right? So now you can play with them, which is awesome. And the second thing is, to me, this kind of shows that I feel like CB has possibly given up somewhat on reinforcements. This is the silver lining, by the way, <laughs> that they're somewhat more emphasizing their main game and ditching mm-hmm. this kind of format, uh, at least for now, saying that you know either, either it's back to the drawing board or maybe it's removing it entirely. But in any case, hopefully they'll spend more time on like you know massaging the main game instead. Yep. We'll see where it goes. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future. I'm sure we will not talk about it much besides saying we're not going to play. Until they do something. Well, they do things, we'll talk yeah. about it. You know. Yeah, and by the way, like normally I do like playtesting different things, but I was so turned off by reinforcements that I didn't bother to ask you guys to try out any of the updates that we mentioned. Because I was just like, what's the point? This format mm-hmm. is just worse than normal Infinity. I'll just play normal Infinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I guess finally, would what would you rate uh, reinforcements? Oh, we're, we're going for letters because we've been using letters <laughs> yeah, for letters. Frostgrave? Yeah, let's do the, it's a, the letters. It's a, it's a D, which we don't even use in our Frostgrave really? rating. Do not play? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I'd say this is an F. Yeah, no, I'm not going to play it. It goes below C. It's just don't. Don't do this. But you should yeah, play no, a different game. I if, think this is this is F. Yeah. Yeah, you should it's play F. a different game. Like if. Yeah. Forget reinforcements. Play normal infinity. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited to use a bunch of those things. A bunch of the, the Yu Jing models. But I have to paint them. I have, my queue was so large. Yeah, I keep and, trying to see how the Aleph ones could be used, but I'm not sure they really fit into yeah. the operations subsections playstyle. Yeah, and I got rid of my uh, QK army, so I might have to buy multiple reinforcements for hacks. So that, because the QK reinforcements is just QK, right? I might buy build multiple some, of those. Build just some so. other things first. Anyways, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I have lots of other things to build, so this does not actually concern me. I'm like, oh no, if this doesn't hit... Oh, those, like, five other armies that are, like, <laughs> in packaging? Yeah, I could just build those five other armies that are silver. Oh, God. You're right. You're right. I should just... Well, I bought the models already, so it's not going to... You're talking but about buying not... more of them. Anyway, the just ones. Yeah. moving That's on. Fair. That is fair. All right, man. Well, uh, that has been our, uh, I guess, our, our thoughts on the reinforcements uh, for Infinity. Now... Infinity is a great game, my second favorite game. I think, Brandon, is it your favorite game? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but this reinforcements thing is just not hitting. So, um, no, but we're, any, we're saying it's fixable. Yeah. Like, we're not saying, yeah, yeah. oh, it's all, it's all over. Like, no. But I don't want to fix it. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't really want to fix it either. But I'm like, yeah, it could be fixed to have a cool alt format just like how there's like mercenaries oh you can do crazy things here oh you bring reinforcements you do some crazy different thing to switch it up cool but it's it needs a major overhaul and i don't know a lot of effort the weird thing is they put in a lot of effort they just never completed it yep that's why i said i think it's a time thing that they had the models on the release schedule the models came out and they're just like well we didn't play test this sorry guys they playtested enough to think that the points in the SWC would balance it, but how did they not playtest it to see that the actual gameplay was crap? All my responses to that are too negative. <laughs> Mostly revolve around brain damage. <laughs> anyway, it, it, the sources of the brain damage are the... Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's enough. I guess I guess we got out our reinforcements uh, negativity. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe next time we'll talk about something we love about uh, Infinity. So we won't talk about fire teams and we won't talk about a twelve. Something we love. But uh, yeah, that has been uh, this podcast. Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts on reinforcements, if you disagree with us, you can you can tell us. We would love to hear hear your comments your thoughts all that kind of stuff email us at contact at diceovereverything.com or find us on facebook we're dice over everything yeah and if you played it a lot definitely tell us because you know we, we i only played i guess i played maybe eight games then that's a lot that's too much maybe i played well, like, seven games i guess i had most people's consensus that we talked to was about the same as ours we talked to in person yeah. anyway all right anyways this has been alan yeah it's been brandon Bye.